listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's a daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Wednesday, the 23rd of June 2021. Later, why official interest rates will likely rise sooner than expected, one bank predicting November 2022. But first, it is tax time and the ATO is targeting three key areas this year. Work from home expenses, rental deductions and capital gains, namely on cryptocurrency profits. And that's because 600,000 Australians invested in crypto assets over the past several years according to the ATO. So what do you need to know about tax return time? I spoke earlier with Tim Lowe, the Assistant Commissioner at the Australian Taxation Office. Look, cryptocurrency is like an investment asset, so it's kind of like shares. Uh, and so the similar tax obligations apply to cryptocurrency like it applies to shares. So if you sell, swap or exchange cryptocurrency, there will be a taxable transaction and you are required to include that in your tax return. Isn't the appeal of crypto that it's anonymous? Why pay tax on it? Look, while cryptocurrency may appear to operate in an anonymous digital world, when it interacts with the real world, we get information from banks, uh, financial institutions, as well as uh, cryptocurrency exchanges to use that information and follow the trail back to taxpayers. What about the fluctuating value of crypto assets and the different exchanges? Doesn't it make it hard to track for both the individual and the regulator? Look, we know crypto is complicated, but we're here to help. Uh, And we do expect, though, um, taxpayers do keep good records. Now, in any event, we've got information uh, through data matching protocols, which allows us to get information from crypto exchanges, uh, which we can use to data match against taxpayers. Okay, let's move on to other areas. Many people are working from home now because of the pandemic. Some are returning part-time into the office. So how can working from home deductions on your tax returns be made easier? Look, we know millions of Australians have been working from home this year. Uh, In fact, ABS statistics showed in April that 36% of Australians have been working at least one day at home uh, this year. So uh, this year we wanted to extend the temporary shortcut method to make sure that it was easy and simple for people to claim all their working from home expenses. The method works like this. You work out the number of hours you've worked from home, multiply that by 80 cents per hour, and that is your deduction for all your working from home expenses. Two things to remember, you need a record. So diary entries, timesheets or rosters to determine how many hours you've worked from home. And secondly, it's an all-inclusive method. It covers all your working from home costs. So what are some of the things you can claim when you're working from home? And what are some things that you definitely can't? Look, in terms of some of the things that you can claim when working from home, uh, you can claim things like internet costs uh, and phone costs. Now, the important thing to note with those kind of costs is that you must apportion them. So you can only claim the work-related bit. Uh, Other types of costs that you can claim uh, relate to uh, technological items like your iPads and your laptops. Uh, If you are making a claim for those, uh, you must claim them over a period of time if they're more than $300. In terms of the costs that you can't claim, um, whilst your employer might provide the coffee, tea and biscuits uh, at work, if you incur that expense at home, it is an deductible expense. Uh, Other costs that that we see people make uh, as a mistake in their tax return relate to costs associated with their child's education. So costs for setting up, um, be it because they've been working, um, been homeschooled, uh, aren't deductible as an expense because they're not directly related to earning your income. Uh, Another expense that we often see people try and claim when they're working from home is occupancy costs. If you're working from home, generally speaking, you can't claim occupancy costs such as uh, rent uh, and mortgage interest. You're also focusing on rental deductions this year. Why? 
look, we know people make mistakes with rental deductions because it can be complicated. Uh, we want to make sure that people get the right deduction at the right time. So common things that we see people make a claim for which are incorrect uh, relate to things where they, for example, refinance their, their home and uh, use that expense to uh, the loan to buy a, uh, for example, a private expense like a car. Uh, any uh, interest that you incur in relation to that private expense isn't deductible. Another expense that we see people sometimes claim uh, relates to the, the kitchen reno. So if you, if you are claiming a kitchen reno, you can't claim that as an outright deduction and it must be claimed over time. And what's your final piece of advice for taxpayers? My general advice for taxpayers is to make sure you keep good records. Uh, the old shoebox of receipts is a solid option, but you can get faded receipts. So it's really important to make sure that you get the deductions that you're entitled to, nothing more, nothing less. Uh, the best way to do that is to use the ATO app, and we've got a tool called the My Deductions tool. All you need to do is take a photo of your receipt during the year, and, and you can use that to upload to MyTax if you're lodging your tax return by yourself, or if you're using a registered tax agent, you can send that information to them. Tim Lowe there, the Assistant Commissioner at the Australian Taxation Office. Now, the call for higher interest rates sooner is growing. The Commonwealth Bank has brought forward its rate rise prediction to November 2022. Remember, the, the RBA said that conditions for rate rise, that's inflation that's stronger and uh, higher wages, won't be seen until 2024 at the earliest. The Commonwealth Bank thinks otherwise. I spoke earlier to one of its economists, Christina Clifton. First of all, we've seen the economy make a very quick uh, recovery after the pandemic. We've seen uh, GDP return to its pre-COVID level. Uh, we've also seen the labour market make a, a very fast and, and uh, amazing recovery as well. And the unemployment rate is now back down to where we were pre-COVID. Uh, if we do look at the leading indicators of the economy and of the labour market, they're still very strong. Uh, we do expect the labour market to continue to tighten and we have the unemployment rates uh, down to 4% at the end of 2022. Uh, so the RBA have made it very clear uh, what the conditions need to be before they do begin to tighten the cash rate. Uh, they do want to see the in, uh, inflation back sustainably within their 2 to 3% target. Uh, and they also think that we'll need to see wages growth um, of at least around 3% uh, to reach that goal. Uh, we think by the time we get towards the end of 2022 that we will meet those conditions. Uh, we see both wages growth and inflation picking up from here. Uh, and so we think by this point the RBA will be ready to start to normalise the cash rate. How do you see those rate rises happening? Yes, yeah, so we think the rate rises will be fairly uh, slow but steady. So initially we see the RBA increasing the cash rate by 15 basis points, uh, taking it up to 25 basis points in November 2022. Uh, we see another 25 basis point rise in December 2022. Uh, and then we see uh, a rate rise every quarter in 2023 until the cash rate hits 1.25%. Uh, and that's the level that we're estimating to be a neutral cash rate. Uh, and by that, I mean a cash rate that's not stimulating the economy, uh, but that's not putting the brakes on the economy either. So given that they're small and incremental increases, and in the scheme of things, official interest rates will be quite low anyway, how do you see it impacting various parts of the economy like investments, shares and the property market? 
Yes. Yeah, so one of the ways uh, that the lower cash rate works to stimulate the economy is by uh, encouraging investment and also pushing up asset prices. So pushing up prices for things like shares and for, for the housing. Uh, so as we see the RBA normalise the cash rate, it will just be taking away that current stimulus that's in place. Uh, we'll no doubt see these very strong uh, gains in house prices slow uh, in response to those tighter rates. Um, the Reserve Bank Board meets in July. We already know that the um, the Governor will hold an, un, uh, an unusual media conference afterwards. I think the last time he's done it was when he uh, initiated some um, special go- uh, stimulus uh, back a- at the beginning of last year. What do you think he'll announce next month? Will there be a- an idea of potential tapering or-, or getting us ready for some interest rate rises? Yes, so the RBA have flagged that they've got uh, two important decisions to announce at the July meeting. Uh, So first of all, they need to announce whether they will continue to target the April 2024 government bond uh, or whether to move that target to the November 2024 bond. Uh, So the aim of uh, targeting that bond yield uh, to the same rate as the cash rate is just to help to keep borrowing costs low across the economy. Uh, If they were to shift that target to November 2024, it would be a signal that they're planning to keep the cash rate where it is well into 2024. Uh, And given the change to our views and just given the uh, strength that we're seeing in the economy, uh, we do expect them to announce that they will continue to target that April 2024 bonds. Uh, They also need to announce whether they will be doing a third round of bond purchases when the current program expires in September. Um, Again, we do expect a third round of bond purchases and that helps to keep borrowing costs low, Uh, but we do expect a smaller program than the first two programs. So we're expecting to see some of that stimulus be wound back. To what extent are potential lockdowns or restrictions like we are seeing in Sydney with COVID-19, what impact are they going to have to your forecasts? Yeah, that's right. So our forecasts are based on the assumption that we don't get any uh, really widespread or long periods of restrictions or lockdowns uh, like the ones we saw in Melbourne sort of around the middle of last year. Uh, we, you know, we do uh, we do know that we're probably likely to see periods of short lockdowns and restrictions like we have seen in many states. Christina Clifton there from the Commonwealth Bank Economist. Now, of course, interest rates and the direction of inflation or how strong has had an impact on the Australian share market and is having to. Uh, the 200 down today by 0.6%, 7,298 points. Though the Sydney restrictions did have that an influence on invest- investor sentiment today. Travel stocks down across the board. One of the bigger companies, Flight Centre, off by 3.5%, but the banks were weaker across the board. Westpac, the worst, down 2%. One sector that did do well were, was the technology sector. Uh, rates and inflation, though, as I mentioned, continue to dominate talk. For more on that, I spoke earlier with Chris Stott, the Chief Investment Officer at 1851 Capital. The Commonwealth Bank today saying that interest rates, uh, it expects, will now rise from November 2022. The RBA has consistently said the conditions for a rate rise won't be seen until at earliest 2024. So with that in context, to what extent are investors bracing for an earlier than expected interest rate rise, both from the US and Australian central banks? 
look, we are expecting interest rates to move higher in Australia, you know, well earlier than 2024, like the RBA have highlighted to market. In discussions with companies that we're seeing on the ground, particularly in Western Australia, we're seeing significant inflation starting to come through the system by the way of increased costs, higher wages growth. We're seeing wages growth at some of the highest levels we've seen for over a decade. So we think that the RBA will be compelled to move interest rates slightly higher, we believe, in the second half of next calendar year. With a cash rate of 0.1 today, we can see the first move being to 0.25 in the second half of next calendar year. So what would that mean for investments? We think that certainly suppresses returns for the equity market over the medium term. At the moment, though, we're in, we think we're in the midst of one of the biggest booms our Australian economy has ever seen. You know, we've got uh, unemployment rates plummeting uh, well below 4%, we think, over the next 12 months. Um, you know, we've Got to the upside, consumer confidence is at record highs. So we believe that all those things put in the mix suggest that we could see another good six to twelve months. Rates generally suppress equity market returns over medium to longer term. Chris Dot there from eighteen fifty one Capital. That is SBS on the money for this Wednesday. Don't forget you can listen to this as a podcast. Just search for SBS on the money on Apple Podcasts, the SBS Radio app and Spotify. And for more, you can watch On The Money during SBS World News weeknights at 6.30. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok at Business Ricardo. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.